When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. The ESPN app. Download the podcast. Listen on your smart speakers. So, uh, guys, we're in week 18 for the Giants and Jets. Um, did I mention that we're... Presented by Progressive Insurance and that all guests join on the Goodyear hotline. We're in week 18 for the Giants and Jets. And, uh, I mean, look, these are bottom feeder teams. And they're perennial bottom feeders. Every year, there they go on the bottom. Um, what should the goal be on Sunday? Like, what do you think, Key? What, should the, what is the goal? If you're on a team like the Giants or Jets this year, what's the goal on Sunday? As a team or individually? As a team. Get get the win if you can. Get out of there healthy, but also want to see progress toward next season. See what, you know, see what it looks like. Carry that positive film into the offseason when you're doing your evaluations. That's what you need to get out of it. Yeah, Jay, it's just so depressing as a Giants fan that, you know, like he's he's not wrong, but like that's what we're talking about. We're talking about a situation as a, as, a, as a Giants fan where the quarterback has some talent, but, you know, he's been in the league a minute now and is what he is. The head coach has been – he's claiming it's not a clown show, and yet it certainly seemed that way as he was claiming it wasn't. Can I tell you what I want to see, Max, as a Giants fan? Yeah, what's that? This is, this is when you know you're at an all-time low. I just don't want to see us get embarrassed again. Like – I don't want to see us get em- – we got embarrassed by Chicago. By the – Max, let me say it again very slowly. Mm. We got embarrassed by Chicago. Okay? Like, we've lost their last – our last five games scoring more than 10 points just one time in that damn span. So, for me, I want to see leadership from guys like Saquon, guys who are on the field playing who don't necessarily have huge games here, but like I, I want to see them show some fight, show some grit, yeah. get it on your teammates. I, I want to see that type of energy because that's all I can hang on to. I don't know what moves are going to be made in the offseason. I know that Joe Judge is probably going to be my coach next year. I know he's probably going to be with Daniel Jones again next year. So I just want to see some kind of energy momentum switch, just something here's to the make thing, me though. think that we're going to do something positive. Here's the thing. When you look at the New York football teams, and I look, I'm John Mara. Let me be very clear about something, okay? John Mara's not Jim Dolan, okay? You know, the Dolan family, Chuck Dolan people like. Jim Dolan is despised widely in New York, and people really just don't – New Yorkers don't like him. I wouldn't say New Yorkers don't like John Mara. I would not say that. However, Giants fans know he cannot be team president anymore. Does he know it? Because he's also the CEO and a co-owner. So, like, that's the issue to me with the Giants. Guys, you know what occurs to me? Going forward – the Jets might be in a better position than the Giants. Yeah, the Giants have probably, what, the fifth and the eighth pick in this draft, and, all. The, and they have some talent. 
but the Jets have a second-year quarterback next year who had a lot of experience this year and was showing improvement at the end of the year. Becton, their giant and excellent left tackle, should be back next year. And and Vera, the fourth and seventh picks maybe for the Giants. And Vera Tucker can play you know, also on the left side. You think about starting a team. I got the quarterback. I got the left side of the line locked down. Going forward, key, maybe the Jets are in a better position going forward than the Giants. No, see, I think the Giants are in a better position because they have more talent and they're going to get a much better general manager. And that general manager will evaluate Joe Judge and Joe Judge's staff if Joe Judge, in fact, is coming back. Uh, You know, when you start to look at what it is that the Giants need or are they looking for, that's a general manager that understands how to put a staff together, evaluate talent, and he gets a fresh start in New York when it's been so bad uh, uh, for New York Giant fans, according to them, which means you and Jay, on the general manager's position. So I think when you look at it, it's the Giants. They got pieces in play already. Never mind the quarterback. They can always figure out what to do with that. What makes you think that they're going to hire the right GM? Like, that, that's you exactly think it's going to get history. better? Gettleman but was like, the- But you act like they've never had the right GM. Well, look, Jerry Reese started out great, but that was largely a Corsi's team. And then yeah, he couldn't, every, then he couldn't they, pick his own nose after but, a while. So, but, I mean, none of the draft still, picks were hitting. Even though those players might have been a Corsi's at some point in time, some of those players was his too. I get it, but, but he, he started out hot. And the Giants won a Super Bowl, like with Jerry Reese. But by the end, he had to be let go because he was awful by the end. I just call it like I see it. Like the track record shows. Then they hired Gettleman to replace him. This is what I'm saying, Key. If if this dude, John Mara, is the one making the decisions, I, I think the Jets have a brighter future. I, I Max, I agree with you. I mean, even their draft selections, right? Young core, Wilson, Carter, Elijah Moore, promising rookie years. None of them look like superstars from start to finish, but like they still are taking steps in the right direction. And I, I just I don't see long-term thinking from the Giants' leadership position. And you talk about John Mayer, I, I, I just don't, I don't see it. And, and that's something that worries me. Like it's, you need a vision, Key. Like when you meet leaders of organizations or companies, they give you a vision. They do vision boards. Here are the type of leaders I need in place to help me get there. And just understanding how the Giants have seen their leaders over the last several years, I don't have trust in that at all. So um, the Jets have the fourth and seventh picks in this draft. The Giants have the fifth and eighth. Even with the draft picks, the Jets pick one ahead of the Giants, four, five, and then seven, eight. <laughs> Here's the thing with the Jets. As, as a Jets fan, that gives me hope in this team is – is the play of Zach Wilson the last four weeks, no turnovers. That's what you want to see from a young quarterback. Jay mentioned it. Michael Carter, the running back, has had a really nice season, not being talked about a lot. Um, so there's there's hope there. They also found a guy in Braxton Berrios who, like, the Patriots drafted and had and is the prototypical Bill Belichick. Like, that's the guy, you know, the Amendola, the Wes Welker, the Julian Edelman type, you know, slash receiver. They just found this guy on the street, and he's been their best player for the last month. 
If they can re-sign him, I do have trust in Joe Douglas more than I do in the Giants finding a good GM. The one question mark for the Jets, and Key, I'll ask you this because you've been talking about this since they hired him, is Robert Sala and his young coaching staff with Michael LaFleur. Next year, do they make progress? Do we see them eliminate the mistakes that we saw in communication on Sunday on the fourth and two call with Zach Wilson? Because we've seen it from Wilson on the field. Now we need to see the growth from the coaching staff, which was young when they brought him in. If the Jets can figure that out, I think the Jets are on a better track than the Giants. I think that they could grow. The problem is, what is that growth? One more extra game, two more extra games. But you still got the pressure of playing in New York and winning in New York. You still got the pressure of the fan base not satisfied and thinking there's something that they're not. Uh, The Giants have had more success recently than the Jets in a lot of different ways from an organizational standpoint. I understand that Max and Jay are Giant fans, so anything that you say positive about the Giants, they go crazy because all they're doing is looking at the win-loss column. Yeah, for, for five years. Do you realize, you know how long it takes the Earth to go around the sun? That's a year. That's a lot. 93 million miles away from the sun, it's got to make a whole rotation around the sun. Five times it's done that. They, none of those times when the Earth has rotated on its axis – has the morning sun rose and the Giants been above 500? Five years! Years! Guys, here's the thing about the Jets. And I, I really, I, I, I don't actively hate the Jets the way I hate the Mets. You know, but because, because I'm, a, I'm a Yankees fan, hate the Mets. Giants fans hate the Jets. But let me say this about the Jets. The architecture of the team so far looks good to me. Forget Barrios for a second. I play him uh, in, you know, uh, in daily fantasy. He's good. You know, he's their best receiver and all that. But... The architecture is good. If you have a quarterback, and they may have one, and you have an offensive line, and they're building one, they take another offensive lineman in the first round, this O-line could be a problem next year. Like, the architecture's in place for sustained success. Giants ain't got that. And and, I even say this, and I know it's something simple, and you guys may not see that how that translates to the field, but I, I think demeanor and how you present yourself says a lot. I think Robert Sala has a chance to be way more New York than Joe Judge does. And I know that you could be New York if you win, right? But there's something about the way Robert Sala handles controversy from time to time, even that situation with Rex Ryan, right? The fact that Rex Ryan will walk away saying, I spoke to the guy, and damn. Like, he made Rex Ryan a believer. And then I, I, what I've seen over the last four days from Joe Judge and hearing the way he communicates and some of the things he says, I'm like, man, it feels like Robert Sala leans in a direction of understanding how to communicate to players and to New York more so than Joe Judge does. Now, if that translates into more winning, it just seems like the foundation is more set for the culture of the Jets more so than the culture of the Giants. Just me. The Giants have had multiple transformational players that they've passed on in the draft in recent years. Multiple. Justin Herbert, Micah Parsons, right? Multiple, and many more than that, that they simply just passed on goodbye and are killing the game for other teams. Mara is going to let go of Gettleman and then make another decision about who to hire. What confidence has he given anyone that he's going to make the right decision? The best thing you can do, John Mara, if you're listening to me, this is nothing against you or the great Mara family. It's just Giants fans begging you, please, stay CEO, hire a new president, a a competent one, please. Uh, The Jets are hoping Zach Wilson can finish strong and get in the zone in Week 18. Get in the zone is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Let's get to the rest of Week 18. 170! This is Four Downs. 
Four Downs is brought to you by Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. First, first down. Cowboys at Eagles. Dallas is seven-point favorite. The over-under is 43. Yeah, I think the, you could hit on both of those, the over and the under. The, you know, when you think about the Dallas Cowboys, they, they certainly want to win this football game, not only because of the rivalry position, but they also are in a position to get a better seating. So I, I like the fact that the Cowboys are playing the Eagles. Now, look, the Eagles are banged up, but the Cowboys are going to miss a couple players and Michael Parsons, who's in the protocol. So in the end, I still think the Dallas Cowboys will win the game. You know, I, I do. They, the Eagles seating can't get any higher. They are where they are. I'm going to take the Eagles to cover here. I'm going to take the Eagles to win here. I, I, their run game has been different as of late. And speaking of Michael Parsons being out in that defense, I think it's going to be one of those interesting games for Dallas about, you know, do they really – how you play going to the playoff matters to me. Uh, but I, I'm just curious about – I wonder whether Dallas will have their foot on the gas and play at a high level for a game that I know feels like it will be way more meaningful to the Eagles considering there won't be postseason play for – well, there will be, but just I feel like there will be more intensity coming from the Eagles side of the game. For everything you just said, Jay, I agree with you. I'll take the Eagles. And you know what the number one thing to the Eagles for me, whenever you hear like, oh, they, they can run or – that's because of the O-line. Again, like, look at that Eagles O-line. It is among the premier O-lines in all of football. I like him here with Parsons, Hurt, and, and the Cowboys without as much to play for. Second down. Steelers at Ravens. Baltimore is the five-and-a-half-point favorite. The over-under is 41-and-a-half points. This is a tough rivalry here, Steelers versus the Ravens. You're talking about... What type of football game are you going to get out of Big Ben Roethlisberger? Now, here's the interesting thing. The Steelers have an outside chance, a slim chance, of still making the playoffs. The Ravens could be without Lamar Jackson. Pittsburgh knows what it means to beat their rival and get into the playoffs. I don't necessarily know if Lamar Jackson is going to play, but I certainly like Huntley to back up out of Utah. He's shown some flashes in a few games that he's played in. And the Steelers, on the other hand, I I want to send them out on a positive note with Big Ben. <laughs> but in the end, I think the Ravens win this game. I agree. I think this will be the last game that we'll see Big Ben play in his career. That that defense is different for Baltimore now, regardless of whether they have Jackson or Huntley under center or neither. I, I think Baltimore gets it done. That defense was able to get after the Rams last week, and I think they'll be able to get after Big Ben again. I'm with you again, Jay, unless they have neither Jackson nor Huntley. Then I'm, then I'm going to say Steelers. But you know what's funny? Steelers already locked up having not, not having a losing season. And if that were on the line in this game, I would take Pittsburgh no, no questions, right? Because I just don't see Tomlin going out with a losing season or Roethlisberger ending his career that way. But that's already taken care of, so I like Baltimore here. Third down. 49ers at Rams. The Rams are four-and-a-half-point favorites over under 44-and-a-half. This is an interesting one here because here it is, another quarterback situation. Is it Trey Lance or is Jimmy Garoppolo? The 49ers have gotten the best of the Rams over the last several games. They basically own the Rams. Now the Rams have an opportunity to get into a position to have a better seeding, to maybe avoid the 49ers if the 49ers get into the playoffs at the 7th seed. Do they want to see them again for a third time during the year and into the playoffs? The Rams need to go in on a positive note. If you look at the way Stafford has played over the last couple of games, you will certainly look at it and say, uh-oh, he can cost you by throwing the football over around to the other team, although 
they've had an opportunity to win those games. He almost put them in harm's way. I think based on the quarterback situation, the Rams will win this game. Yeah, I'm with you, Akira, on this one. The, the Rams have quietly won five games straight, uh, averaging around 28 points per game. I think their offense is clicking. Uh, the Niners have been shaky at best uh, against tough teams this year. I, I see the Rams win this one pretty easily. Agree with you guys. Fourth down. Colts at Jags. Indy is a slight 15-and-a-half-point favorite slight. on the road over unders 44. Yeah, here's another team in Indianapolis Colts that are trying to get into the playoffs. They got the Jacksonville Jaguars. They should win this football game and find themselves in the playoffs. If not, I'll be very, very disappointed. Carson Wentz along with Taylor in the running back position and T.Y. Hilton along with uh, Michael Pittman Jr., Frank Wright on the sideline calling plays, dialing it up. They should win this game going away. Yeah, in our weekly betting, I I took the Colts to cover 15-and-a-half. And I just think that the Jags have kind of thrown the towel in, guys. I mean, giving up 50 points in New England, we thought they were going to have a bounce-back type of scenario after Urban Meyer was gone. That's not the case. I used to feel like the Jags are one, two, three, San Juan, Puerto Rico. Yeah, you're probably right. And by the way, it's interesting. The over-under is not that high for a 15-and-a-half-point spread, right? So, so the odds makers are saying like 30-14 to 14 type game. Um, you're more than doubling their score. Uh, I don't know. Like, let me see what Wentz does with some money on the line. That's what I'm saying. But I, I it, see, you know, Colts should win this game. Was it one, two, three, Cancun? Yeah, that's. I, I said San Juan, Puerto Rico. I don't. I don't know why. <laughs> so you got your you, same you were thing. Clear somewhere warm. warm. You don't know, want to go through customs. It's I get too it. Too damn I get it. cold here. There's snow on the ground. I just so, want to be in somewhere warm. So, as they say, something with clear water. Yeah, yes. but Puerto Rico, you know, easy, easy trip from like the mainland. You know, no customs, no nothing. You're in and out. It's perfect. In and out. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. All right. Bonus down. Chargers at Raiders is the big one for a playoff spot, right? Unless unless the Jags beat the Colts and then a tie gets them in. Stop. The Chargers are three-point favorites. The over-under is 49-and-a-half. This is going to be must-see television football game on a Sunday night. Chargers at Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders are playing pretty sound football, and so are the Chargers. The quarterbacks are playing great. Derek Carr is completing 70% of his passes, although 80% on the year has gone to Hunter Renfro, 90% of that over the last, since week 12. They could potentially be getting their big target back in Waller at the tight end spot. But on the flip side of things, when you look at the Chargers, the big trees are there. And when you blitz, when you do not blitz Justin Herbert, he is fantastic. You move him out of the pocket, you get him on the move. You get the football down the field of the big trees against the struggling secondary in the Raiders. This game is going to be must-see TV again, I must say. But all that being said, I'm going with Carr and the Raiders. Max, this is, this is, this is a big moment for your boy. Mm-hmm. Agreed. You know, you've been talking a lot about the talent, the arm talent, what it looks like. He always makes that mention. What it feels like, and Justin Herbert is in that elite category. Well, there's, there's no better moment than being in a national spotlight with the playoffs on the line, and this is when you need to see Herbert make his mark and get the Chargers in the playoffs. I think the Raiders are going to do it. I still, I still think Herbert is a year away, but it, it, it's, a, it's a massive game. Massive. 
I totally agree with what you're saying. Like, I could, th- there are many athletes you'd be like, oh, really? You were big on that dude? Because you criticize him so much. But that's because I've, like, okay, here comes the moment of pressure because I'm waiting for it. And they fail. And then they fail again. And they fail again whenever I feel like it matters most. And eventually I form that opinion. Justin Herbert, athletes write their own scripts. He's going to write his script right now. But I believe, based on the talent, he's going to win. So that's the script I think he's going to write, guys. And by the way, you can blitz him, do whatever. Justin Herbert was probably the best rookie quarterback that I can remember seeing against pressure. Like, he was unbelievable. And if anything, he got better this year. Like, he, he's something else. I think they're going to win the game. All right, Raiders, Ravens, Steelers, Chargers, Colts. They're all vying for the two remaining AFC playoff spots. Raiders, Chargers, we just discussed. Ravens, Steelers, Colts. We're asking on the Dr. Pepper call in line. Who's the most dangerous to make a run? Let's define a playoff run as two playoff wins. So who's most likely to make two playoff wins, to get two playoff wins, if they get into the playoffs? Raiders, Ravens, Steelers, Chargers, or Colts? Key, who do you think? Who I think most likely to make a run, probably the Indianapolis Colts, man. I think the Colts, they got the recipe, then I go with the Chargers after that, then the Raiders, Ravens, Steelers, and that pecking order, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Jay? Uh, it's easy for me. I'll go to Colts. I just, and I know there's been a lot of question marks around Carson Wentz, whether people trust him. I, I think there is experience there of Carson Wentz. I don't need him to be spectacular. I need him to be just average and, and not make mistakes. Jonathan Taylor's having an MVP type of year. That defense, I think, has become way more solid in the last nine games. I think, I think the Colts are the favorite here. You guys are both right by the logic of it. I can't argue. I lose that argument. I just My gut is telling me it's the Chargers because of Herbert. But, you know, Colts can run and Colts can, you know, if Carson Wentz doesn't turn the ball over, they are the best team on paper. I, I just I like Herbert that much. One team that's out of the playoff hunt and still trying to stay relevant for all the wrong reasons. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, 
Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests on the Goodyear Hotline. That's right, J. Key. I'm feeling myself. Yes, Uh, that is correct, Max Kellerman. (laughs) (laughs) The Browns have been eliminated from the playoffs a year after finally ending the longest playoff drought in the NFL. Baker Mayfield has regressed by all accounts. He's been playing injured all season, and now Mary Kay Cabot of the Cleveland Plain Dealer in Cleveland.com reports that there's a rift between Baker and head coach Kevin Stefanski. Baker's issues with Stefanski bubbled below the surface most of the season, according to Mary Kay Cabot, with Baker feeling like Stefanski's play calling didn't always put him in a position to succeed or play to his strengths. If Baker doesn't get reassurance that things will change next season, he'll consider asking to be traded. So Baker responded to that tweet by calling it clickbait. You and many other Cleveland local media continue to be drama-stirring reporters with no sources or facts. Don't put words in my mouth so you can put food on your table. I'm not your puppet. So here's Todd Haley, who was the Browns' offensive coordinator when Baker was selected number one overall in 2018, on what's gone wrong with Baker. Well, I think, Keyshawn, number one, um, you know, when you're drafted number one overall, uh, you know some of this. I mean, the expectations that are put on you are, are sometimes uh, not all fair. Uh, now you're talking about a quarterback that was drafted number one overall um, in that draft. You know, you know, for me personally, uh, as we went through the process of looking at all those guys, you got a, a bunch of teams, the Browns being one of them, desperate to uh, find a, you know, face of the f- franchise type quarterback. I don't know if in other years, those guys would have got drafted necessarily where they did. Yeah, when you think about it, though, Todd is 100% right there as the number one overall pick. There's a lot of expectations, um, a lot of pressure that put on you. People expect because where you were drafted and not really understanding why you were drafted there. They just think best player, oh, number one overall. It's like circumstances and situations dictate sometimes why you are drafted in certain positions. You also got to remember this is a different regime. This is this this regime is was not in place. Andrew Barry worked for the organization, then he went to the Philadelphia Eagles and came back as a general manager. But he wasn't the the individual who selected Baker Mayfield at the quarterback spot. It was John Dorsey, former general manager prior to that of the Kansas City Chiefs, and now of the Cleveland Browns who fired Hugh Jackson and Todd Haley and gave Freddie Kitchens the job on an interim basis, then hired him as a full-time head coach. Then eventually they all got fired, and Kevin Stefanski comes in, Andrew Berry comes in to evaluate Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield took him to the playoffs a year ago. Now all of a sudden they're out of the playoffs. He's been banged up. So now there's an evaluation process that's going on long term. Can they do better out on the streets picking up somebody else? Or do they roll the dice one more year and say to themselves, is there a better free agent crop out there in 2023? Is there a better quarterback crop out there in college football in 2023? And see if Baker Mayfield can get healthy and do it all over again. You know, Keith, just to be additive to your point, when I was uh, trying to make a comeback, and I got very close to the Nets owner at the time, which is different than their ownership now between Joe and Clara Sy. Uh, it was really interesting because I was going to the team regardless of who they drafted, but having insight with the owner about how 
so many different individuals felt different ways about who they were about to draft. Now, they ended up getting Marcus Williams from UConn at the time, but it, it was very kind of like torn about a certain part of the group didn't like him, didn't think he was the right fit, didn't think he was going to be a pan out, and then one guy in particular was just fixated on him. So you, you talk about what players have to endure when there's one guy who maybe has a little bit more clout than others and takes a chance on you, and you feel like it's your guy, but then when the regime change happens and there's still fragments of that, you know, that ownership group or those people who are executives who maybe weren't on the side of saying he was a guy, like that puts a player in a, one hell of a predicament. And I think that's what you're seeing here in Cleveland with Baker. I, I don't think Baker is a long-term answer for this team. I really do think they're going to move forward. And I, I think Baker is really in a position where he's trying to find out, like, hey, I, I do think a fresh start for him would be the right move because I don't think Cleveland's going to be the place – where he's going to end his career or it's going to be the right landing spot for him to win games. Guys, I think Baker Mayfield is a starting caliber quarterback. I think he's a mid-pack type quarterback. However, something Key said earlier today, and we touched on it the other day too, got me to thinking. Name me a team where Baker makes sense for them in the following ways, okay? He is definitively better than what they have um, with more upside going forward. I'm actually right? talking about him being healthy, not this yep. year where he yep. was bunkered down by injuries. Yep. Right? Like, do you okay. would you think that Washington would prefer him to Taylor Heineke? Washington, I would, I would take, I would take Baker mm. over Taylor. I, but see what I mean? Healthy, I would take mm. him over Taylor. I, I, I don't, don't know that. I yeah, don't know that's that. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would. Yeah. Heineke's I, athletic. I don't, know I don't. You know, Davis Mills. Probably not. Um. I'm trying to think of who else. Like, uh, what are we talking about here? Teddy Bridgewater? How about, how about Pittsburgh? Probably they, not. They, they can't get somebody in Pittsburgh. Yeah, there you go. You need to find a team that doesn't have anyone. Like, that's my point. When you start getting to the level of he's sort of a mid-pack quarterback, those mm-hmm. guys, like a lot, are interchangeable. You don't really, like... like well, that's what way, I always say, yeah, though. Yeah, you do, I always say that. No that's, doubt. That's the same my, guy, man. The same guy, like Case Keenum. Case Keenum can run that Cleveland offense okay. A lot was on the line for Baker Mayfield to if he look, Baker Mayfield didn't get hurt and he played well, he'd get an extension. That's not where we're at right now. He's still in the evaluation process. You cannot eva- fully evaluate a hurt player that's hurt, that came off a good season. It's hard to evaluate. Yeah, it is. He's hurt, but part of it is he's expensive already. He's you know almost twenty million dollars for a guy who's kind of interchangeable. He's small, he's not fast. And he's coming on, and because maybe because he's well, he's also hurt already, right? Also, you get things like he tweets back at local reporters. I'm just saying, like when you are not Aaron Rodgers or or you know Patrick Mahomes or someone like that, if you don't have that eye popping talent, but all those other things really matter. So names mentioned by Mary Kay Cabot, who could replace Baker or come in and compete with him in Cleveland. Let's say he doesn't go anywhere. Kirk Cousins, guys, let's start there. Played for Stefanski in Minnesota. Would love to play for him again. That's a quote, Kirk Cousins, right? Or at least uh, that's what Mary Kay writes, right? I would take Kirk Cousins over Baker, yeah. Key? Mm, Healthy Baker, Kirk Cousins, kind of the same thing. But what are you asking for out of Kirk Cousins? How long do you plan on having him? See, I like Baker a little more than Kirk, actually. I know I'm a minority. It's basically the same thing. Yeah, it's the same thing when they both of them are healthy. Basically the same thing. I believe in Baker more than Kirk for whatever reason. At least he hasn't shown me that he can't be relied on yet. 
What about Jimmy G? I'd take Jimmy I'd take G. Jimmy G. Me yeah. too. That's what about Derek Carr? I'd take, take Derek Carr. Carr. Me too. Two NFL quarterbacks who have had a ton of success but have one thing missing from their resume. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. So last week, the Raiders beat the Colts in Week 17 to keep their playoff hopes alive. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. <clears throat> now both teams control their own fate. There are a bunch of playoff scenarios in the AFC, but it's really simple. If the Raiders and Colts both win this weekend, they get the final two playoff spots in the AFC. So that said... Who needs a playoff win more? Ready for this, Key, Jay? Who needs it more, Derek Carr or Carson Wentz? I would say Derek Carr. Derek Carr's only been – Derek Carr, he's only been in the playoffs the one time, and he didn't even play. So I would think that Derek Carr needs it more than Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz has been there. He's won a Super Bowl even though he didn't play in the game. It's just, yeah, the Raider fan base, there's this narrative about Carr amongst the NFL community and sports reporters and writers and hosts and columnists and all the other stuff that Derek Carr is a below-average type quarterback. Hmm. You think he, I don't think, I think, I thought that for a little while and said it, but I don't, but I, in the beginning, most of his career, I think he's been an above-average quarterback. Yeah, but people don't view him like that. Key, I I would say that, Derek Carr, too, for the fact that if Derek Carr is able to elevate his team after all the stuff that they've been through this year, with everything that's happened to this team between John Gruden and Henry Ruggs, I mean, all that stuff, 
Um, I, I think that would speak volumes about not only his leadership, his character, but also the fact that without him, they're not even close to being in this situation. Not even close. No, see, I for those reasons that you guys just mentioned, I think Carson Wentz needs it more. Because Derek Carr, most people will tell you, Derek Carr is good, right? Including the naysayers, and I was one of them for a while. I say, no, yep, he's, a, he's better than your average quarterback, okay? Carson Wentz is the guy. And by the way, leadership skills and everything, Carr has him. It's clear, and he showed it this year on and off the field. Carson Wentz, on the other hand, oh, there was reporting out of Philly, you know, that in the locker room, and not because he doesn't want to win. He's like too much, too like in guys' faces and inflexible and, and all this kind of stuff. Carson Wentz, you know the talent's there, but turning the ball over in bad situations. And guys, he's never won a playoff game. You know, his team won the Super but then the next year they caught fire when he got hurt. Remember, they were dead in the water, like five and six. He gets hurt. They catch fire, make the playoffs. They win a playoff game with Nick Foles again the next year, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, to me, Wentz needs that playoff win to get the monkey off his back. To me, more than Carr already did his thing this year to me. Yeah, but but he hasn't taken them to the playoffs, right? He needs to, he needs to get the Raiders into the playoffs, and even win a playoff game because there's so much swirling around whether or not he's a future quarterback of the Las Vegas Raiders, depending on the head coach. And all he's done is tremendous this year. He's been tremendous for a while. But there's this see, I agree. But here's industry the that's out there that feels different. Here's the difference to me, though, guys. The game we just played, a thought experiment, right, with Baker Mayfield, and it's like, oh, there aren't that many teams really who – okay, I think you could do the same thing with Wentz, and you'd be like, oh, I don't know if they would. But if you said Derek Carr, now all of a sudden it's like, yep, that team would want him. Yep, that team would want him. Yep. That, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's, but, he, he's, he's reached that place to but me. Doesn't that, doesn't that make the point that Key and I are making even more accurate, though, Max? Because what you're saying is Carson Wentz, like Carson Wentz is going to be there in Indy another year, right? But like now you're wondering with everything that this team has gone through, you know, if, if his name is somewhere on the trading block, for a guy, a guy like Derek Carr, maybe Derek Carr wants to be somewhere else. Like this is a monumental, significant year for them to go next level. Yeah, I feel like uh, Carson Wentz's career is more up in the air. Like where a playoff game really helps him, Derek Carr is going to be fine based on what we've seen recently. So, yeah, but Carson Wentz will be fine next year too. He'll be right. Maybe there in Indy. I don't know He'll about be right that. there Let in Indy. See what He'll be right there in Indy. Okay, if you say so. I don't know. Like, let's see. By the way, we asked earlier, who's the most dangerous AFC team if they make it in the playoffs? Colts, Raiders, Chargers, Ravens, Steelers. Like, who would be most dangerous in the playoffs? Chris in Virginia. You're on with Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Oh, yes. Good morning, y'all. Good morning. Good morning. I just wanted to say, uh, love the show. I watch y'all every morning. Y'all guys are awesome. Anyways, I wanted to get my take on the most dangerous team, and and I think it has to be the Colts. I think Carson Wentz has a chip on his shoulder from everything that went down in Philly, and with Jonathan Taylor in that run game, I think they're going to be very, very hard to beat if they get in. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's I think so. That's the thinking man's point of view, right? Like that's the obvious answer, I would say, right? Yeah, I think I think one hundred percent that they're going to be a hard team to beat if, in fact, that they get in. Now everything calms down. You know it's one game or go home. Playoffs change tremendously to a whole nother level when things start to happen like that. And I don't think people, a lot of people take that into consideration. 
they look at the regular season. If you get into the playoffs, just want to go home. Yeah, but I, but it's like that's the thing. But I'm not the thinking man in this case. This is all my gut. I just like the Chargers because of because of Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert is he. This dude is something else. Dennis in Delaware, who's most dangerous if they get in? Hey guys, thanks for taking my call and happy New Year. Um, it's it to me. It's the Raiders. Okay. The Raiders took care of the Colts last week in Indianapolis, okay? Carson Wentz threw for 148 yards, Carr for 255. I think the Raiders punched their ticket to the playoffs Sunday night. You know, Waller's going to be back. Jacobs is is healthy. You're going to get a heavy dose of Hunter Renfro. And, you know, I agree with Key. Carr is long overdue. The Chargers' run defense is poor. And then – what will happen is the Raiders will go to Kansas City. Everybody will be on Kansas City. But you know what? It's hard to beat a team three times in one season. And the Raiders have five walk-off wins this season. So they take care of business Sunday night. They go to Kansas City, and they get a walk-off win in Kansas City. Okay, that's – and I'll tell you what, one, one last point. You know, I had a tear in my eye with John Madden's passing a couple of week, weeks ago, and I think he's going to be looking over this team for the next few weeks. Keyshawn, do you have any experience with John Madden or any stories you could share with your audience? I'd really appreciate that. No, I got a lot of experience with him. He called a lot of my games on, on Sunday or Monday Night Football. Um, he was He actually was the best friend – of my college head coach, John Robinson. Those two grew up together, um, and so he would always be around our program. I mean, it's just, you know, what can you say? When you heard the voice, you knew the game was big. I thought he made a lot of good points about the Raiders, too. It's an interesting, like, rosy point of view for the Raiders, but Dennis made some good case. Uh, Mike in Ohio, you got about 30 seconds to tell us who would be the most – well, no, you don't even want to talk about it. You want to talk about the Browns, Mike? Go ahead. 30 seconds, yeah, Mike. Yeah. Hey, this is Justin. Who's calling the plays in Cleveland? Stepanski. Well, if you know Baker's hurt, you're in Green Bay, you're at Pittsburgh, why don't you just keep our hand on the ball off the chub? He's getting you 7.1 yards of carry. Look what he did for Pittsburgh. And Mary Kay Cabot, she's a drama queen. She just likes to steer stuff up to get attention here in Cleveland now. All right. Well, there you hear it okay. from a fan in Cleveland, in Ohio at least. That's interesting to hear. <laughs> right. Right? right? The fan is like, uh, so different side. See, that's what I'm go. saying, Key. Some, some people like the fact that Baker claps back at that. Like, if that's internally how some people feel about Mary Kay Cabot, then that, that they're going to err on the side of Baker Mayfield in this one. I, I don't think she's making it up, but. I didn't say she's making it up. I didn't say that. Yep. No, I don't, I, I'm not. And I, I don't mean to suggest that you are. But if the fans feel that way or that she's just trying to stir the pot, the defending Super Bowl champions might be facing their toughest opponent this week. We'll explain next. Key J and Max. ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast.